Hello and welcome to my inaugural podcast, Dylan Does It All. I'm your host, Dylan. And I'm going to talk about everything from dating to everyday life and career and, and all that stuff. The inaugural podcast, well, I didn't want to start my podcast like this, but um, because of the shipping delays with Amazon, I, I just got my mic today. So... I've been meaning to start my podcast for a while now, but I think now is the perfect time because we are stuck inside anyway and there's nothing else to do. So I guess I'm going to start. It's currently raining where I am right now and you can hear the little, you know, rain uh, drops coming from the sky. It's, it's quite beautiful. I just wanted to start off by introducing myself. My name is Dylan. I'm a 20-something that lives uh, you know, a decent life. I, I live in the city, but um, because of this entire situation, we all know what it is. Um, I've decided to go back to my roots and I'm staying with family for now until eventually this blows over, if it ever does. I'm, I've gone to school for, um, I've done my undergraduate, graduate, um, currently graduate student, um, living my best life. I'm single and I have a very complicated and complex love life, but due to the virus, all of that has been halted. So I'm going to try to make my podcasts as engaging as possible. I want to get you to understand what really goes on in the mind of a 20 something year old who's really trying to find her place in the universe. So the first topic that we're going to talk about, you know, it's getting to know me and then I'm going to introduce my podcast and I'm going to go along. So I'm a 20 something. I live in the city. I've worked in corporate. I've worked for the government. I've worked in a lot of things. I've worked as a consultant before. Um, my background is pretty diverse. I've taught at universities as well. I'm pretty smart, but I don't make the smartest decisions. So just bear with me and let's go. So the title of today's podcast, I, I never wanted to say this. It's called Thoughting and Bopping. If you know what thoughting is or a thought, I'm not proud of it, and bopping, just going along with the flow. So it's thoughting and bopping. And hear me out before you come for me. Hear me out. This is how... We're going to go. No judgment zone, okay? We're going to talk. You better get your um, sparkling water. No sugar. Um, we're not drinking right now because we need to have like a good, like clear mindset of what's going on. Okay, let's go. So I'm going to start off by saying that I, my, I'm a late bloomer. I've, I didn't do a lot of things until later on in life, even dating. My, my parents are uber religious and um, I date, dating was not a part of the equation. I was not allowed to date when I was in high school. When I went off to college, even though my parents were not, um, you know, monitoring me and stuff, I was always like paranoid that they were always like watching me and like giving me disapproving looks like, nope, he's not the one. Nope, don't do it. So 
I just stayed far away from it. It was just not my thing. And, you know, I st- I'm very shy. I'm a beautiful girl. People have always mistaken me for a model. I'm, I'm 5'7". I'm slender. And I was even skinnier back then. Um, I'm, I'm 5'7". I weigh 115 pounds. Like, I'm slender. And I'm gorgeous. I've got the book. Like, people are like, oh my gosh, you're so gorgeous. Why are you single? And I'm like, well maybe I don't see myself that way maybe I'm just like normal and I view things like normally too I just don't want to um put myself out there so anyway I'm shy I mind my own business and I didn't I just didn't have the courage to like go out with a guy or um guys have tried to to you know talk to me and I just I just couldn't do it so I went to spend some time with a cousin of mine in New York. Now I know now it's like typical, oh my gosh, New York is where everything happened. Well, it's true. New York is where everything happened for me because as a child growing up, because of work, my father was always traveling around the country and he would go from state to state. Um, And so my parents were married, but my mom viewed you know, she was like, it's, it makes sense for us to stay where we are instead of constantly moving with you. It's more stability. And it was true. Like I didn't get to see my father that much physically, but we spoke every day on the phone and my parents were still married. My dad just had to make the sacrifice to work. So one of the States that my dad was working in was New York and he was working in, um, Long Island, but, uh, where he was living, it was a little apartment and it, it didn't really have much space for me. So I decided to stay with my relatives who lived um, in the Bronx. Oh, Jesus. So I downloaded at the time the, the you, you had OkCupid and you had Tinder. I was just a 19 year old. I was bored and very sheltered, very shy. And I wanted to go do stuff. My, my, my relatives, it was summer. So school was out. My aunt, and my uncle went to work and my cousin and I were just teenagers who didn't have jobs and we were just at home. And I took out the phone and I downloaded the apps. Oh my goodness. I just went through and I found guys and it was just a different experience because I've never been on a date at this point in my life. I've never even held hands with a guy at this point. And so me being the sheltered shy person I was, I mean, it was just perfect. So I'm going to go down the list of all the guys. I I was just so mesmerized by this experience. Like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I've been listening for my life. But I had to write it down in my diary. Like every person I went out, I was like, wow, this is amazing. So you're going to hear the flipping of my diary. And I'm going to go through and I'm going to tell you who I went out with. So I was 19 and gorgeous. And I wanted to make sure that I went out. Now, bear in mind, all these uh, relationships are purely platonic. They didn't go beyond a certain point because, as I said before, heavily sheltered. Um, You know, I I didn't want to go into things that I couldn't manage. So looking through my diary, I'm hearing there's one guy. Um, Let's call him Duke. (laughs) And he was 33 years old and I was 19. And we went on our first date at Columbia University and we played 
frisbee on the lawn. He was such a nerd. Like I'm not tell like I'm not joking. Like he did. He was um he did his bachelor's in political science and he had a master's degree in political science from a certain university. And we went on a date on the um the lawns and it was just a beautiful experience and I don't know why I didn't go through with it. I felt like he was Duke was amazing. He was smart. But Duke was kind of psychotic and possessive. And I'm like, why is this guy who's tall and handsome and smart? Why is he single? And I realized that Duke was such a book like it's when a person like a like is so focused on education and like studying and research and like has no other life outside, you, you need to be very careful. And he was just like you need to do this you need to do that and he was just so weirdly possessive it was kind of creepy he would call me all the time what are you doing where are you um let's meet up and we would hang out in the park uh mind you he still lived with his parents but i mean he was a graduate student at the time and he was also lecturing at the university so i mean he was saving his money and he lived in new jersey and he made the commute all the way from new jersey over to see me and it was such a beautiful experience but Duke was crazy the next one <clears throat> was also the next person I dated a lot of nerds was a, a, a PhD student we went to a Mexican restaurant and um, he couldn't handle the spice I am ethnic so <clears throat> I don't even know if that's a PC term um, but I have, I can handle the spice. Like, I'm used to spicy food. I grew up eating spicy food. I grew up in a diverse household. Um, there are mixtures there, and I grew up eating spicy food. And I brought him to the Mexican restaurant, and we ordered food. And I, I'm, I'm vegan. I know I was vegan before it was a thing. And I was just pouring the hot sauce on my beans. And let's call him Jared. Jared was looking at me and I guess Jared wanted to impress me. He was like, okay, okay. And Jared was sweating bullets. I saw this guy. He was a redhead and he wore glasses and he had the brightest blue eyes. And he was sweating bullets like, oh my goodness. He was choking. I had to get him some Sprite. I'm like, listen, like Jared, no, you can't manage. So after we finished the Mexican restaurant, we took a walk through Central Park. And he was just the sweetest guy. He lived somewhere uh, in Boston. And he was telling me um, about the commute that he made to come see me. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. He was telling me about his research that he was doing. I think he was doing his research on sleep uh, apnea or something of the sort. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, you're so smart. Why didn't it work out? I'm not exactly sure. I don't even know. I was 19. Um, but yeah, so you have Duke, you have Jared. And the next one uh, that I remember was, oh my goodness, now this one, we actually did date. We ended up dating. Like the guys that I talked about previously, Duke and Jared, those are like one or two dates and it didn't go anywhere. But this one, oh yeah, we actually dated. So... He was a Japanese hairdresser 
and um, he worked in the fashion industry. Now, I said I look like a model, so I'm tall and I'm slender. And so I guess he um, thought I was a model or something. Anyway, he previously did a famous, famous model. I can't say her name because, you know, I'll get in a lot of trouble. <clears throat> and um, she was there. And he's like, yeah. And he... Let, let, let's call him... What Japanese name do I know? Oh, my goodness. Um, Elichi. Okay, I'm just Googling random Japanese names. So, Elichi is there, and he told me about, like, coming from Japan. He was 18 with a dream and, like, $200 in his pocket. And he worked at restaurants and so forth. So, he worked as a hairstylist in the fashion industry. And we went, we went out. He lived somewhere in Harlem. And his apartment had no elevator and I had to go up like two flights of stairs to get up to his apartment oh my goodness his apartment was beautiful it was like so eclectic so mod so beautiful like it was so clean he had um like a boot he had buddha statues uh at each side of his bed he had a portfolio of all the sets that he'd worked on he had like it was just so clean and beautiful like I really really loved it um he was just so sweet why did it end I don't even know but I know that I just went out and it was just so new to me and it was so just it was just so exciting like I've never did that I used to go out to Harlem to see him um uh I used to take the train and the bus to see him and we we ended up when I when when my vacation was over in New York and I went back home, we remained in contact. But I guess because of, he was flying out to Paris and uh, Milan every other week, and being in London and everywhere, it was kind of hard to keep up. Plus, having all those gorgeous models on set, so it was kind of hard to keep up. And eventually, we lost touch. Um, but yeah. Uh, anybody else that I remember in my in my diary because this I didn't document everybody but I document oh my goodness oh yeah so there's this other one uh he dumped me in a Barnes and Noble his name he had a bible name so I'm gonna call him Daniel so Daniel was like an inch shorter than I was he was like five six red bright red hair piercing green eyes very smart uh, I think he studied English at um, some fancy schmancy university and Daniel was everything he was so sweet but I remember I wanted to go shopping now mind you men hate shopping but I was a young girl and I had daddy's credit card and I'm like I want to go to H&M so I went and I got my card and I moseyed over onto H&M and I dragged him with me. Now, I am a, like, I'm a size, I, I go between a size two and a size four. Quarantine right now, I'm probably a size, quarantine right now, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a size four. I'm pushing size four, but normally I'm a size two. And so I grabbed him and I'm like, let's go to H&M. 
And I had him there with myself trying on clothes. And we were there for over half an hour. And I could see that he was growing redder and redder by the minute. I'm not sure if he was annoyed or angry. But I hurried. And it was in the middle of summer. And there was a sale. So the lines were long as hell. And I made sure that I... And so... I realized that I I dated and I I I just he was nice but he just could not you know stay with me in the store for half an hour trying on clothes. So the next store that we went to was Barnes and Noble, and I wanted to get some books. Now I don't know if I just wasn't emotionally intelligent to realize that he was frustrated and he really wanted to go home. Um, we. Previously went to Panera Bread, and then we went to H and M, and then like if you know New York, you know that that's that's like a lot of places in one day. And then we went to Barnes and Noble, and when we finally got to Barnes and Noble, on the top of the escalator, he's like, "You know what? I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. You're a nice girl, but I just, I can't." I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Yep, bye." And he left, and Daniel just like broke my heart into a million pieces. Like I really, really liked him, <sighs> but it is what it is. Now, after Daniel and I crashed and, and burned horribly, I decided that I wanted to try again, and this time it was with a Wall Street guy. I mean, you can't go to New York without getting yourself a Wall Street guy. So I met a guy in Wall Street. He has, he had this great apartment and he was just, he was also a model. Oh my goodness. This is crazy. So when he wasn't on Wall Street, like making six figures, he was working as a model and he was also a humanitarian. He went to some countries, um, uh, I think on the continent of Africa and he built a few schools and like he volunteered like he was just a poster boy like all american he was like six two he also had a bible name so i guess i'll call this one josiah he was like six two um i think he had like hazel eyes and the thickest beautiful most beautiful brown hair I've ever seen like he was just so smart and like things were like picking up I was like yes we can we can do this like you seem amazing you seem so smart you seem so you know well put together and I blew it I just keep blowing it I don't know why I just I, I just can't get it together and everybody that comes in contact with me like oh my gosh you're so beautiful oh my gosh you're so smart you're a great conversationalist and then it just drops and it just dies and just burns. Like I just, ugh, it's just such a tragedy that I can't sustain uh, something long enough to um, to to get to know people. It's just it's tragic. So um, it is what it is, and I just now I'm sitting here in my room and it's just sad. I'm by myself and like I'm here typing, I'm working on my first novel um, simultaneously. Like I really, really want to publish this, 
And it's been a long time coming because I've been writing and erasing and I just can't like get this damn book um, published. Um, but whatever. Um, but but I'm working on it. I'm, I'm working on it. So anyway, like I just I just keep messing up. Like I just can't do anything right. And I'm like, is it my problem? And this is just me talking about um, New York and what happened like four years ago. This is me just talking about that. You don't even want to know what my current situation is. It's a whole mess. But this this um, experience in New York, it just set off a chain of foolishness, a whole hot steaming pile of mess of foolishness that I got myself into and I still haven't dug myself out of yet because I just cannot for the life of me. Depressing. So I'm just, this podcast is just the way for me to, to just vent. Um, I, I just wanted to get it out there and you know, share my experiences and hope to God that some girl out there isn't making the same crappy mistake that I'm making. Um, and hopefully they'll learn from this. So it is what it is. Okay. So I didn't want, um, the young girls to make the same mistakes. So I'm telling you, and you know, at the same time, it's, it's not a bad thing, um, that, you know, you go out and you meet people, you know, you just have to make sure that, um, you, you draw the line somewhere and, um, you don't, um, you don't make the mistake of, um, you know, getting yourself caught up in situations that like don't serve you at all. And you make a fool of yourself. You never, ever want to do that. So, yeah, um, I did all that and it didn't, didn't really work out for me. Um, it kind of sucked like one after the other, but I learned from it and I feel as if Maybe I, if I put more effort into it, like I would have had something, something great would have come from it. But at the same time, I was so naive and I was so new to a lot of things that I was just freaked out about getting myself um, too deep into something that I didn't really understand. Not wanting to start something um, that I couldn't sustain and so I feel like it was just, you know, in my best interest that I just call it a day and just leave it where it was, you know, being in that platonic cloud of, you know, you know, naivety and innocence. Like it, it was beautiful. It was horrible, but I had a great time going out with them in New York and getting to see the city. And I, I traveled, I even went in a, a private helicopter and we flew over to the Hamptons. It was beautiful you know, and I, I had a great time. You need to date. I feel like people need to date. Dating doesn't necessarily mean doing all the horrible things now, but, uh, dating it's, 
getting out there, knowing people, knowing what people like, knowing people don't like, um, and knowing yourself too. And I feel as if, you know, people need to figure out who they are before they let other people in. And dating does help you to uncover that. Keep yourself safe. Like, if you're not sure, I remember there's one guy. I needed a professional. Oh, and I went on a date with a professional tennis player. That's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day because that was a mess. And um, if you're not sure or if you don't feel safe, I always had my cousin waiting in the cut with the phone. And um, what did she have? And um, a little metal ball just in case something popped off and I had to, you know, but we didn't have to use it. Thank goodness. Um, I did my own research on them before I went out and so forth. And it was just, I think you just need to date. And if it's thoughting and bopping, if you want to thought, do it responsibly. And if you want to bop, do it responsibly. Just make sure that you, you're mentally, you're mentally prepared for the consequences because it's not easy out here in these dating streets. Well, thank you for tuning into my podcast. I'm Dylan. And I can't wait to share in depth some of the horrific stories, like horrific, horrific stories that I have to tell you. Bye-bye.